As promised, we are joined right now by the executive director of the Morad Center for the Study of Sports Law and the professor of practice at Villanova University. He served as Green Bay Packers VP from 1999 to 2008. Also a former agent who represented NFL players, host of the Business of Sports podcast, contributor to Sports Illustrated. We are joined, of course, by Andrew Brandt. Andrew, it is great to talk to you as always. How are you doing today, Andrew? Always a pleasure, Jim. You know, it's interesting this time of year. It's very counterintuitive for people, but in all the jobs I've had, whether an agent many years, running the Packers for nine years, or being kind of a media and business analyst on sports, this is the busy time. It's not when the games are being played, at least the NFL. It's when the games are done, and that's when things – these teams are architected, massaged, built – from February until June, and that's really the busy time when it comes to front office and the business of the NFL and sports. I think that's great, actually, what you just said, because you're right, Andrew. The second the Super Bowl is over, I think a lot of fans and even media people or talk show hosts are like, oh, man, now what? Now what? Now what are we going to talk yeah. about? But from your standpoint, you're right. And it's like, now what? And now the business begins. You know, you posted on X recently something very interesting. Quote, many don't appreciate the power of the franchise tag in the NFL. End of quote. I think fans think that they understand it, but your point is, in no other sports league do they have the ability to lock up star players the way NFL teams can. Can you finish that thought and break it down for us? Yeah, Jim, it's a powerful management tool that people don't appreciate how powerful, and I'll explain why. This started when I was an agent in 1993, and the NFL got free agency for the first time. In return for that, the players gave up a salary cap and this little thing they threw in there called a franchise tag. (laughs) And the idea was... You had all these superstar veteran quarterbacks back then, John Elway, Dan Marino, Troy Aikman, even Brett Favre. Like, we would never want them to leave for another team, so there's sort of mechanism to keep them. But NFL teams are smart, and they say, well, wait a minute. We don't have to use this for a quarterback. We just take our best free agent, and we keep them off the market. Even when they got to the gold standard of free agency, they're not a free agent. So the franchise tag allows this to happen. And sometimes I hear even from the union saying this, well, it only affects a handful of players, five, seven, ten players a year. Wrong. That's wrong. Because two things. Number one, it affects all these top players because in negotiations, team negotiators like myself would always let them know in our back pocket we have the franchise tag. So if you don't take the contract that we think is a good contract for you, yeah, we'll just use the tag. And that gets a lot of deals done and deals done in ways favorable to the team. The second thing, Jim, is that when you get to the tag and you restrict the top level of player in the NFL, it's a trickle down. It affects all players under that player because they can't get market value because they're only negotiating with one team and not 32 teams. So it's a powerful weapon that I just wanted people to appreciate how powerful. I think that's a really good explanation. And to your point that it's not, it does not just affect the one player who's tagged. It affects everybody because of that trickle-down effect. Andrew Brandt is joining us. Andrew, let me ask you something. The league had no public comment, but I'm curious, what do you think the league actually thinks, and what was the reaction to Raiders coach Antonio Pierce telling Max Crosby on his podcast that they apply the so-called 
Pistons Jordan rules or something to that effect to Patrick Mahomes and that there are the Mahomes rules? Yeah, that's something they don't want to comment on. They're not happy. I can tell you that. And my sense would be Antonio Pierce got a call and people at the Raiders got a call. You know, quick story, Jim, when we played the Minnesota Vikings one year, there's something came out on ESPN or something that our defensive backs had offered like free CDs or DVDs or Best Buy gift certificates to our linemen if they held Adrian Peterson under 100 yards that game. And I had to hear from the league, they can't do that. That's like a bounty. Oh, my God. I'm like, a bounty? No, it's just DVDs. And we had to sort of fight that. They don't want any impression that there is a, whatever the word is, a price on someone that you're hitting them in a ways that you shouldn't. And I just remember having been dressed down by the league for this little thing about Adrian Peterson one year. I can only imagine that's happening now. Hey, what a great story. What a great story and great analogy because that was Adrian Peterson, Andrew, back in the day. And we're talking about a league right now that understandably is doing whatever it can to protect its quarterbacks. And we're talking about this story about the league's best quarterback and face of the league. So you're right. If they dressed you down over a blockbuster card or a few DVDs (laughs) or CDs, you can imagine. Speaking of the Raiders, let me ask you this. Is Jimmy Garoppolo's recent suspension actually a good thing for that franchise oh my god how did they just save 11 and a half million dollars in a in a windfall that no one would have expected to be clear jimmy garoppolo had a guarantee for this year 11.25 million dollars guaranteed the only thing he had to do was just get to the guarantee and he didn't do that because contract language and this is pretty standard now in all contracts you void, that means invalidate, future guarantees with a suspension for PEDs or illicit drugs. It voids future guarantees. He just had that. That voids $11.5 million of future guarantees on his contract. He still has a contract. It's just not guaranteed, which means it has no value because it looks like they're going to get out of it. So basically, the team just got an 11.25 gift from a steroid suspension. It's crazy. All right, so Andrew, the thing is, this is why I love talking to you and having you on the show. Your your newsletter is great, and not only do I subscribe to it, I subscribe to the new version. You have my credit card. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But you don't just talk about the business of the NFL. You talk about the business of sports. So let me ask you this. As an example, what do you make of the University of Michigan hiring a general manager, and will we see more of that going forward? Yeah, as you mentioned, Jim, I'm at Villanova. Last year we hired, and I was involved with it, the general manager of basketball. He's Baker Dunleavy. People know the name. His dad used to coach the Bucks. He's a big Packer fan that grew up in Wisconsin. And this is a trend. Michigan just hired, I forget the gentleman's name, from the Chicago Bears. He had been in Michigan previously, but he's from the Chicago Bears. Now, there's been a lot in the news about the B.C. coach going to the Packers and coaches going to – pros because it's harder in college these days. But I think the point is, with everything going on in the NCAA, and I teach this, all the lawsuits going on right now, the professionalization of college football and basketball is at an all-time high. And what I say about these sports is it's just like pro sports without the labor costs. 
And now we have more labor costs because of NIL and because of these changes. But there's going to be a sea change coming. We can just feel it. As a lawyer, I see all these lawsuits circling around the NCAA as they try to get an exemption from Congress, which is not coming anytime soon. So there are going to be some massive changes. When Michigan hires a guy from the Bears to be their general manager, I'm like, this is pro sports. It is absolutely pro sports happening in college right now. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Andrew Branch joining us. All right, so from a media standpoint, you also write about things in the media. What did you make of Caitlin Clark breaking the NCAA scoring record on NBC's Peacock and not on over-the-air NBC? This is the new media angle where they're holding back great content from mainstream, and they're getting us, all of us listening, this little bit of acceptance, like, hey, we got to go to streaming. We got to go to Peacock. The NFL, we got to go to Peacock to get the wild card game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And I'll stake my claim right here, that is never going back. We are never going back to all over the air playoff games. Now we have one game. We're going to have an Amazon game next year. We've gotten used to Amazon on Thursday nights. We've gotten used to things. So this is another where NBC holds back this great content of this wonderful player. So we, as NBC viewers, get used to streaming and buy the product. And everyone groused about the NBC game, the Peacock game in the playoffs, but 23 million people, most streamed event ever, most signed up event ever in streaming, it happens. So we will come for those big events. Hmm. Hey, how about one more quick football topic that you've written yeah. about? So you got Brock Purdy, and his situation's fascinating in the sense that he made less than a million bucks and because he was taken with the final pick in the 2022 draft. So he helps the Niners reach the Super Bowl. They were that close to winning the whole thing. Why is he not in line for a major payday in the offseason? This is what people don't understand. Sure, it's a lot of, lot of spec, a lot of uh, memes and everything. How he made less than a million, and Lamar Jackson's making eighty million, and that's not even the worst thing. The most inequitable thing about Purdy's contract is, as a drafted player, and he was the last draft pick, you're mandated for your contracts. But the bigger thing is, you can't renegotiate until after year three. So they get him as a starting quarterback going to the championship game last year, the Super Bowl this year, and who knows next year, for under a million dollars each year. When his peers are making, pick a number, 40, 50, 60 times that amount. So two things. Number one, he's the most underpaid player in the league in 2022, 2023, and now 2024. And number two, what you just mentioned, the 49ers have an extreme competitive advantage because they're not paying the 40 times or 50 times or 60 times amount that their competitive teams are paying. So they signed Nick Bosa to a massive contract last year, and they're going to do more of that because they have this incredible advantage, not because they don't want to pay Purdy, because the CBA won't let them pay Purdy until this time next year. Hmm. So, as I mentioned, you expanded the Sunday 7 newsletter. It was something that I already subscribed to. For the last few years, it's been free. It's always been a great read, and you've expanded it. It has a nominal fee now, but it has more premium content. What's it look like now, and what will readers get if they do subscribe? 
Yeah, thanks, Jim, for subscribing. It is a nominal fee. It's two, basically two ninety nine a month. I'm going to give you all the newsletters that I hope people get a lot of value out, and also give you some videos three times a week about topics like we're just talking about now, where I can break down things you see in the news and give you the insight and perspective you don't get elsewhere. And we're going to have monthly lectures where I'll explain the salary cap, I'll explain taxes in the NFL or in contracts, I'll explain deferrals, the Otani contract. All those things are going to be part of this low subscription. So, yeah, you can go to andrew-brandt.com and sign up. Good. It's a really good product. I love it. I was looking forward to it, and when I saw that you had expanded it and was giving giving us more of what you were already doing to me, it was a no-brainer, so I'm already in. I appreciate it. Andrew, I always appreciate you coming on the show. Good stuff, good content, and congrats on the expansion. I like it. It's a very good product. Have a great time with that, and I know we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jim. Always enjoy our talks. Take you care. too. Me too. Very smart. Andrew Brandt, very bright, good content, and he gets it. That's money well spent. It, the thing about this is everything has a, quote, fee. Sometimes it's nominal. This is nominal. Sometimes it's not so nominal. Sometimes we find out we are double and triple subscribed to things. I'm trying to find a way to figure out exactly what it is I want. Like, what content am I willing to pay for? He has good content. I'm willing to pay for that content.